Employee of the Month is sponsored by Audible. Audible offers more than 100,000 titles written by best-selling authors and performed by world-class audiobook narrators. And in fact, all of the authors on the Employee of the Month podcast have their work featured on Audible. So you can download their work and help support Employee of the Month if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash employee. That's audiblepodcast.com slash employee. And yes, mom, you'll probably need to type in HTTP dot backslash backslash www first. And you can thank Al Gore for bringing us the internet all in one false swoop. Thanks so much to Audible and thanks to all of you for listening. episode of Employee of the Month. On this episode, I have on, I was going to say we have on, but it's just me. Well, okay, it's me and my imaginary friend. I have on Sloan Frosley, who is the hilarious uh, author and essayist. She's written, um, I was told there'd be cake and how did you get this number, um, which were both bestsellers and critically acclaimed. And when you read them, if you haven't, you will know exactly why. Um, it was a delight to have her on, find out about her work as a publicist and how she made that transition to following her dream to become the writer that she really wanted to be, and we're so glad she is. So without further ado, here is Ms. Sloan Crosley in our interview at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, which was taped live. Um, Our first guest is a best-selling New York Times critically critically acclaimed author. I'm just learning English, but I'm doing very well. (laughs) Baby steps, right, Arthur? What's that? That is her. She got a cartoon. That's what's so neat. It's not that he made a cartoon for her. Aww. I know. I tried to do that to see if I would get one, but no. Um, she is Ms. Sloan Crosley. Put it that is a awesome. cartoon for you. Wow. Is that does that ring true? Yeah. What's on my face? That's awesome. Hello. I feel like the people back here can't see my legs. Can you guys see? <laughs> is that her giving birth? <laughs> now we're ready for the interview. I was so taken by that during the Oscars. It was well, that's but that's that's it was only one leg. Well, right. we, we doubled it, because I'm double the I, That's more graphic capacity than I have. It's not <laughs> one of my jobs. So tell us, tell us about your job. You are, are what? <laughs> Leo. <laughs> um, actually, it's funny. I was looking at this. Oh, it went away. Whoops. <laughs> Only It'll so much back. self-aggrandizement. <laughs> um, It'll come back. You'll come back. They did a cartoon once. I'm a writer. And I wrote um, two books, uh, collections of essays, and... When the first one, I think, was reviewed, they it came out in Canada, and they did a review in the Canadian Post, and there's a, a picture of me that is sort of looks like me, I guess, um, but fatter. And um, <laughs> and uh, there are it's it's amazing. I know bastard Canadian bastards. Sorry, um, the first time I've ever heard anything negative about Canada. But they're such a nice people. I know, but that's they, why they think they're that nice fat people. is okay. You have to have not. a sense of humor living this close to superpower, I think. But yeah. um yeah, there's a lot of there's like darts coming at my head, so that was much nicer. Anyway, I write. Now, that's that what book I do. was I, I was told there'd be cake. 
Yes. It's a phenomenal book. Oh, thank you. Please go out and get it if you have not. And I want to talk about that book first because you speak about your one of your first jobs uh, when you were breaking into publishing and you were working for a lit agent. Yes. I, um, I graduated, as you do. If you, Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I can go now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the highlight. Um, I graduated and I couldn't find any jobs. Um, I remember there was like a cover of Time Out that was like, no apartments, no jobs. I'm like, that's encouraging. Um, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't quite as bad as it's been recently, but it was it was not great. And um, I had interned in all magazines, including actually for The New Yorker, um, for Bob You dropped something. Oh, for Bob Mankoff. Yeah, what, a name? You dropped something too. He was on our show. You can listen to Bob Mankoff's interview on the podcast. I'm sorry, did I just drop something? <laughs> That's one of the places. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and well, okay, this is this will balance it out. And I also worked for um, a magazine called Post, which uh, is not the New York Post, but it was a magazine about post production, and it was all about like what they did to the Star Wars movies. That is a very specific niche. <laughs> it, was, it was a trade magazine. That Anyways. magazine is read by seventeen people, <laughs> and, and it's and it's and they all know. Um, I, I used to know all the name the name of the equipment, and it would be really. I always thought this will be good currency one day when I'm in a bar full of people who know about how Star Wars got made. <laughs> was, was doing these internships, but you and you decided. I decided based on those to go into publishing. Well, yeah, I wanted to get a job in magazines. I couldn't find one, and um, I then I had a friend who went to the Radcliffe Publishing Course, which I think is now the Columbia Publishing Course. Maybe? I don't know, but I'll, it's I'll a publishing go with it. course. You basically go for two weeks, and they you go through like a kind of like uh, liberal arts boot camp. Um, Wait, what is a liberal? That's sort of like. How, if it's liberal arts, it, it's antithetical to being a boot camp. <laughs> it's like being an angry Canadian. <laughs> We're rigorously studying basket weaving. <laughs> you joke. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> they have like they have to like mock up a magazine and have it judged. <laughs> like, oh wow! Yeah, okay. so and it gets judged even. They have grades. This close to oh yeah, it's like a hair away from basket weaving. Or Highly competitive. Bamboo shoot away from it. These must have been people from Williams or something. Oh yeah, like that, I didn't go. Oh, okay. well, this is the thing: is I didn't go. I had a friend who went. But so, how is that helpful to us now? It will be. <laughs> she she went and um, she said, uh, "I said, how was it?" And she said, oh, "You know, these different people come talk to us." And she's like, "And they have literary agents come talk to us." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And I googled literary agent to see what that was. <laughs> and I applied to everyone I found, and that's how I got my first job. And. You knew that you wanted to quit. I don't want to give away the story for those who haven't read it, but you knew you wanted to quit because your boss was um, challenging. She devil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the way that you sort of let her know it and you know was, I, I thought you might tell the story of... Uh, actually quitting? Yeah. Oh, the baking? Yes. <laughs> that was actually the reverse of quitting. That was when I was trying to yes, save before. my job and ingratiate myself uh, when I sort of assumed. She was like the sort of cruel mother I never had. Um, kind of like, you know, Anna Winter in Vogue, it sounded like a little bit? A little bit. I think, well, like, but with, well, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but a little bit less, uh, that, that sort of uh, amnesia, the task amnesia. I think that was the only thing in that what is movie. Task? When you tell someone to do something and then they do it and then five seconds later you ask them why the hell they 
Oh, that's just called choose to do psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I, li- I like the softening <laughs> task amnesia. I know. I was just trying to be nice about it. I don't know why. Um, Borderline but, uh, personality. She, she, she was a gem. Um, but so uh, I, of course, you know, thought it was was my fault. And the truth was, it was my fault uh, after a certain point because you know you get enough negative feedback, you start to sort of not care, or you trip up, or. You, this is also my first job. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and so I actually became a pretty crap assistant, which also separates me from that Devil Wars Prada story, which I think she was always so well-meaning and functional. Yes. I don't I, know her. I was, I was, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and so then she, uh, I decided to bake for her. Um, In the middle of the night, too, right? Oh, yeah. I couldn't sleep. I, ba- I bake when I can't sleep. Um, and so I uh, made these cookies and I just learned to make that sort of fondant like that stiff icing that you see on like overpriced cookies it'll be like a, a carriage with like actual wheel lines on it you know I eat it I don't cook it but yes <laughs> like, I've eaten that wheel I've eaten that wheel I've consumed it so I made a cookie in the shape of her face <laughs> I don't understand why that's funny <laughs> And a large cookie, so it didn't even, it was like raw in the middle, like in the nose. <laughs> it never, I, was, I read it twice now, and, and hearing it, it never gets old. I really What's weird, it. though, there's a, there's a big typo in the book. I call it her, I said it was her, like, I said it was bad to give someone the, like their decapitated head. And I like, I remember like torturing myself. I'm like, well, there was never a, I never baked a body, like fact-checking wise. Is that right? (laughs) Anyway, I I presented her with this cookie. And the second I gave it to her, I realized how the wrong that I had done. (laughs) The second I gave it to her, I was so proud. I was like, and it even has those those earrings that you're not supposed to, I don't think you're supposed to eat them, those little silver balls. Yes, yes. They had like rat cancer, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, I gave her those, and she uh, she looked at it, and she was like, oh, is this me? She knew right away. She knew right away. Well, she also, we both knew everything right away. <laughs> and she, like, was holding it, as I say in the essay, she was sort of holding it like the piece of, you know, in the evidence bag. Um, but and she, she, she gave she, it to her daughter still. Yeah, and her daughter threw up. <laughs> she did. She threw up. all true every time someone thinks something's exaggerated in the book it's always the most mundane things like that stuff is too true now i, I i'm not going to spoil it. so you guys should read the book because it's a great story and it continues to get even 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 more <laughs> um uh interesting your your second well, there's, less, there's actually there's more baking i just realized yes. that i never thought of that before um and then you did your next book which is how, how did you get this number yes and that was also uh, critically acclaimed and another hit. Uh, the last essay in it was much more personal, I thought, than the other the other essays. Did you feel that way? How did you feel about that? I have to talk to you. I mean, you're the, we're so open. <laughs> How, can I How can I not discuss this with you? I'm keeping my legs open like Angelina underneath. Um, did I, did I, was it more personal? It was more personal. I mean, what happened was is I handed in... Um, almost the right sort of amount of essays for a book uh, to my editor and I was like well you can do this the hard way or the easy way you know you can I can filibuster and write about pineapples or you can tell me what you think is is missing Um, the two things he said he said you never write about your love life really and you never write about your sister 
I'm like, no one wants to hear about my stupid sister. <laughs> and so, um, and no, there are no issues left over from childhood. <laughs> I love her so much. I wish she was here. No, <laughs> but uh, so I, I, uh, but I actually had an even more sort of visceral reaction, visceral reaction to writing about chicky stuff like that. Um, and I was like, very, you know, wait, I'm sorry. Dismissive. What is chicky? Uh, just boys. Oh, oh I guess I see. In of any kind. I was just writing. Well, the second you're writing about them and you have boobs and a pen, you instantly get categorized. I think in a certain way, um, and sometimes it's actually warranted, and sometimes it's not. But you unless sort of, you're a male writer, but yeah, unless you're a male. Writer. <laughs> Wait, do you have boobs? Oh, never mind. I mean, technically, <laughs> if you have man boobs and a pen, it's fine. No, but I, I, I totally appreciate that. And basically, any female, we we don't pass the Bechdel test, right? Like in, in, exactly. In the film industry, where if you're talking about men, you would therefore deduced to something diminutive right exactly unless a chick or or it works both ways you know you're sort of i think sometimes excessively lauded for as long as for anything but romance like if like like i think of the help like the help is i think excessively lauded just because it's not a love say, story okay i thought you were gonna say but it's a chick movie excessively romantic like, <laughs> it's a romantic <laughs> tale this reminds me of your introduction in some ways <laughs> she's on sale if you want her um Anyway, uh, anyway, so I, I said, you know, I have nothing to say about that topic. And then I went home and I thought about it. And it was actually kind of, it was very hard to write in this sort of emotionally fraught long essay that's actually sort of really two people built into one. I wanted to ask also, because you have a background in PR and you were working as a publicist while you were writing, I used to read your articles. How did you balance it both logistically and also professionally in terms of having clients who are writers and they're seeing you're being published, were, were they jealous? <laughs> well, um, it's funny when you were asking me that, I just thought it would be so funny if I handed in like the wrong copy, like a press release, and at the end of my article somewhere, it would be like, if you would like a copy of this, please call me. <laughs> Here's my phone number. Um, you know, I was fortunate in that I worked with authors that I am not remotely in the same league at. There's nothing to be jealous of. I mean, I, you know. They may know there's enough love to go around. There's that, enough love to go around. I mean, I, speaking of dropping something, I, I you know, there's there they were great, you know, very famous, well-respected authors that um, were nothing but like proud of my little side project. Um, occasionally, you get somebody where I felt a little bit guilty, like I'd go on vacation and go on book tour, and like when you go on vacation, generally people don't know where you are every single day. Maybe mm -hmm. they do. I don't know. I don't go on vacation. It's not an issue. <laughs> it's more of a radio satellite tour than anything. Else. I go to the Sky Mall and I get pens like this. Is that where you got? That's a nice pen. That's huge. Um, highly recommend it for anyone else who's on an austerity budget. Skymall.com. <laughs> um, but even okay, well, let's say even that place is your apartment. You're, it's not being um, publicized that you're still in your yes, apartment. Yes, right. So when you're on book tour... And, and someone's like, you're reading yeah. at this bookstore in San Francisco and stuff like that. And the thing is, I would have been on that vacation anyway. Or I would have been away from the office anyway. I'll stop calling it a vacation. I would have been out of the office anyway. Um, but yeah, I would feel very working. guilty that I wasn't manning the desk. Okay. And because because of what I was doing. And I, I we only have time for a couple more questions. Oh, sorry. But I wanted to ask... No, no, no. We're going to have to have you back. That's the only, that's the only answer. That's the only, that's the only way. Um, you got to deal with HBO from your essays. How did that, what does that mean? Does it mean you make a movie in the form of the essays or, or what happens? Yeah. Um, it's not a musical. Uh, but yeah, they... Um, did I say that? No, I said that. <laughs> 
I'm I so get, gullible. I was trying to think like, of something better than musical, like a, a format it could be in, like poetry, like spoken word or something. But um, no, they it, well, it doesn't mean anything now because I don't think they're going to make it. But uh, it does mean that they optioned it and they were going to make it into a, a series. And I wrote the pilot. And it was actually strange but fun, um, but very weird to adapt your own material because... It obviously didn't come out as a screenplay naturally yes. the first time, so it's sort of like shoving it back in and incubating it, and this is disgusting. I'm and, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And creating, and, no, but, and creating a story where there may not be one in real life. And creating, yeah, and then creating char- you know, characters. There aren't really characters in it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Angelina Jolie is very distracting. We're going to have to get rid of her. That's just going to be the answer. I'm sorry. I won't. Uh, eyes up here. Okay. It's not your fault. It's oh, yeah. hers. It's mine. I take full responsibility for bringing the legs out. Um, it was the only thing I got out of the Oscars that was the greatest bar mitzvah ever, so I just kept, kept the legs with me. Um, and then you did this fabulous uh, digital piece with Amazon. A book. I, yeah, a book. I feel like I have to nod, but used an adjective, so I have to be like, yes, it is fabulous. Like, <laughs> I use way too many superlatives. I'm still stuck <laughs> in seventh grade. No, it's good. It's um, uh, uh, Up the Down Volcano. Yeah, it's actually after um, it's a, after a book that came out in the 60s called Up the Down Escalator. Totally. Tell yes. us about that one. I don't know that one. No. It's about it's a, it's a, a woman who uh, it sort of tries to teach in a school system, and things go sort of wackily awry, as they tend to. Um, and that was a parallel with being in Ecuador. And in no way, shape, or form. Okay. I just it popped into my brain. Uh, well, I guess in the shape or form and the fact that you enter a situation, it doesn't go how you thought it was going to go, but that applies to every day, I think. Life, even this interview, now. some might say. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't really, but um, yeah, I, well, I, um, hopefully it'll go. I'm working on a, um, a novel and another collection of essays, and uh, hopefully that one will go into the collection of essays. But meanwhile, I had finished it, and it was sort of, sitting there and Amazon had approached me a while ago and I I thought this looks good so it's exciting yeah and you're teaching at Columbia also not yet soon okay. soon I'm scared oh you're scared the of children oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> I love that they're children this is, this is they're not or undergraduate <laughs> uh, it's graduate they might be older than you, Sam. Just warn you. But their brains will be so childlike and hopeful. And this is mine is so so dark and done. They're still, they're still in the nascent incubator stage. They're in the incubation. Um, well, we w- I would like to have you back on the show because I do want to hear more and more about Thanks. your work. This is fun. It's such a pleasure stop, to have I'll you stop. on. I really have to. I'm not. Just look I at think you. that this is the first time that we we trotted out Angelina's legs for this, and it may be the last. I have to say, it's sexist and it reduces her to a cultural stereotype, and I'm not happy with it. I think it elevates us. It does elevate us. If she hadn't done it, we wouldn't be doing this now. Um, please definitely check out Sloan Crosley's fabulous works, and you will be back for the award ceremony. Yes. And there, there you are. Oh my gosh, this is great. Does that remind you of book tour at all? It reminds me of the bank. <laughs> We may but need to bring a, a therapist out. <laughs> we may need to bring a therapist on the next time you come, though. Thank you so, Thank so much you. for having this is you. This amazing. Thank you. It was a real treat. Love Crosley, everybody. Coming out of That's all the time we have for Employee of the Month for this episode, but you can download more of our episodes at either SoundCloud or if you go to iTunes, you can subscribe for free. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Audible.com. I also want to thank Jason Shabiro at Sirius, Alex Mizrahi, Nate and John at UCB, and everyone at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, as well as the phenomenal people who work on Employee of the Month and are incredibly talented artists in their own right. Kim Uccelli, Damien Strange, Ian Mazoff, our band, The New Guys, uh, Arthur Lewis and Shockwave, as well as Rob Lathan, Farley Katz, and all of you at home. I'm so grateful um, that you guys are tuning in. Definitely check out more episodes and you can go to the website, employeeofthemonthshow.com to nominate someone, including yourself, donate, or um, if you just need another way to pass the time. It's there for you. It's a resource, as am I. I'm Katie Lazarus. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon. 